So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And today we're once again going to go through SOF or whatever it is called. It's going to be in the description, you know, and or in the title of the podcast and or the title of the video. So up there somewhere. And yeah, no, it's actually down there. Back in the days, the funny thing is back in the days eh, on YouTube, you actually had the title just above the video. But it's not the case anymore, isn't it? I'm actually not sure. I'm actually not sure. Anyway, we're going to go ahead with chapter 7 and 8 and ongoing. And we're going to see how uh, far we are going to be able to get. So chapter 7, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, With so many things out of our control, the two things in our control are our actions and our attitude. Movie reference, Life is Beautiful. I might actually be checking it out. Um, Might be a pretty cool movie. Might be watching it on the weekend. Um... But yeah, I can understand that. Meaning, um, the thing is, it is a very stoic thing. And I tend to see it very, very often nowadays that some things kind of, you know, are coming from a quite similar place, if this makes sense. Meaning that, um, that yeah, I mean, just actually getting back to what he says, we can control our actions and our attitude or maybe thoughts. And um, we can't control other people. We can't control the weather. We can't control so many different things. But we can control ourselves and what we do and how we think about things. And this is a very important thing because especially the thoughts that we're having about different things, what it is like situations that we are in or things that happen to us, it really can determine whether it is something quote-unquote bad or something quote-unquote good. Um, just based on how you think about it and based on um, how you view things and just whatnot. So, so yeah, it is an incredibly important thing to think about and um, digest maybe. Because if I say, okay, you know, if you just believe and think that you haven't been hurt and you haven't, which is actually the case, but it is still like sounding fucking stupid. Like it is sounding a little bit woo-woo and a little bit like, um, yeah, um, kind of okay you know just think about being rich and you're gonna get rich like no you're not gonna you're not gonna get rich by just only thinking about it um anyway chapter eight might as well jump everyone is afraid of something fear is the granddaddy of all illusions pain is just a thought and your brain can ignore it which is kind of actually the case you know which is kind of actually the case whether it is um whether it is actually about pain in a physical sense and or pain in a mental sense. In the mental sense or in the mental sense, it would also kind of just go back to, okay, your attitude um, towards things and your just thoughts about certain things that, you know, to quote-unquote determine whether you're going to feel the pain or you're going to have pain or you're not going to have pain, which... Once again, I do want to point out, it sounds a little bit woo-woo, it sounds a little bit like over-the-top bullshit, um, but if you really think about it, it is not. But he also says, you can learn to suppress it or enjoy it like muscle soreness from working out, which I have actually been thinking about lately as well. Like, it is strange that I actually want to fatigue, I actually want to have the pain. And it is pain, a lot of pain, but, but I don't know, like... 
It is a strange thing, it really indeed is. The first step is to acknowledge our fears and face them. What keeps us alive and propels us forward is not our fears, but our actions. Taking action will reduce your fears. Ask what is the best that can happen. Even though, like, I would also say, like, what is the worst that could happen? And then you're actually going to realize that it is not that bad and there is not that many things that are bad that can happen. For example, you know, um, but yeah, this it's just me. It's just my perfume. I just thought all the time, like, what's wrong with this fucking um, hoodie? You know, it, it's just smelling really, really strong. But it is um, David Beckham Blue Classic. And I believe it is a very, very, very good smelling perfume and it's also pretty cheap i mean it's like 12 bucks for a 60 milliliter bottle which it's not that much you know you could also get a a big bottle and therefore it you know for the size it is as well going to be cheaper um compared to for example you buying two smaller bottles you know um but in the end i do have to say if you only need a small bottle please just only buy a small bottle if you need a big one, buy a big one. But just don't be like, okay, you know, this big one is compared to the size, you know, relative to just the other one is cheaper. But nah, the thing is, if you just pay more for something that you actually don't really need, then you're just paying more. So yeah. Part three, blind spots. Chapter nine, is it true? Worrying is the brain's default position. The evidence shows that most of us tend to be negative most of the time. Yeah. You know, I do think that it is a, um, you know, you can really be happy about things if you are, well, you really can be happy if you are a happy person and if you are able to see things in a positive light. But yeah, what we perceive is mostly filtered, allowing us only a tiny sliver of the truth. Blind spots, filters, assumptions, predictions, memories, labels, emotions, and exaggerations. Yeah. You know, even though I don't necessarily believe or guess or think that by saying blind spots, they mean what I mean, which is um, things that we don't see about ourselves, you know, our blind spots, you know, that we are aggressive or that we are this and that and these and those, um, even though it is very obvious for other people, you know, we often just don't see it, which is an interesting thing. Yeah. Part four, ultimate truths. Chapter 10, right here, right now. Schedule in me time for yourself. When you're feeling busy and overwhelmed, just stop. Practice awareness and noticing things around you in your life. Timeless time. Give yourself the luxury of a timeless experience at least once a week. Yeah. Take yourself to a quiet spot where you have no access to anything with the time. While doing an activity, put your full attention and awareness into that activity. Um, I think it is a very good idea and I think it is a very good idea leading you to feeling better, I guess. I really truly believe in that. And um, I would also say uh, I very recently incorporated a quote-unquote cheat day into my life. Um, It's probably, you know, most often it is Saturday. Um, Back in the days I had it on Sunday, but the problem with Sunday is that most often on Sunday I'm not working out. And it is not a very smart thing. You know, because I'm eating a lot of calories and I'm just using any of them. So I thought, well, you know, let's at least do it like, okay, I'm going to work out and, you know, have my cheat meals, quote-unquote cheat meals, you know. Um, well, they are cheaty, you know. They are not unhealthy at all. Uh, maybe the quantities of 
<laughs> of what I'm eating uh, makes these things unhealthy. This could be the case, you know. And um, but you know, it, it it feels good to just not have those rules uh, on one day in a week and and just sorts of things. But but I also thought like, well. You know, I don't have to overdo it that much because I have, you know, just then actually feeling pretty bad and then having an upset stomach or just a very full stomach, which is something I hate and something that I never have, you know, outside of these uh, cheat days, quote unquote. Uh, but yeah, you know, and today I've actually been thinking about like, well, you know, should I just um, keep it down a bit and uh, focus on just eating more because this is something that I also keep an eye on. Like, okay, you know, I shouldn't eat that much, and okay, you know, I should this, I should eat this and that because of, you know, I can only absorb this and that amount of protein, so it is smart to eat this and then that after like two hours and all sorts of shit. Like, there's a lot of thoughts that go into what I eat and when I eat things and in which way I eat them, how I prepare things and whatnot. So I definitely could also just cheat on that, you know, just adding some things and not kind of going over the top, maybe. I don't know. Uh, right here, right now. Um, yeah. Chapter 11, The Pendulum Swing. Try reframing ambition so that the focus is on the goal of becoming a better person, regardless of how you compare to others. Yes. You know, you can always be better and you can always get better. And it is the exact same thing for me as well. And focusing on that is a is a beautiful thing. And something that I've seen as well, uh, which really helped me with actually being happier, is focusing on providing as much value to other people as you possibly can, especially in terms of being a nice person and um, just helping other people. It is one of the best things that I have in my life at this point in time, you know, I, I, I you know, to, to actually make it very clear, I still am struggling with uh, a breakup that I had like four months ago at this point in time, it's nearly half a year, it's actually quite insane to be honest, um, it really is insane, um, like after three years, you know, quite three years nearly, um, then half a year of just nothing, it is a strange thing and um. You know, it's, it is a fucked up thing, but um, something that really helped me is, or was, or well, still is, um, being a nice person, trying to help others as much as I can, you know, and with as many things as I can. Of course, I can't help anybody with everything. This is not what I'm able to do. And this is something that I'm, you know, that's very clear in my mind and that I just truly know, but... Um, but yeah, I really try. I really try to help anybody and everybody. And well, in the end, I'm not like, well, I'm just going to do it because I'm going to feel good about myself. Then no, not really. You know, I just notice it afterwards, like, whoa, now I'm actually feeling really good. And it feels great to to be a nice person and feel like that you're, that you're doing something good for the world and for other people. Because me, people matter just really a lot to me, like insanely a lot to me. And uh, yeah period. Chapter 12, love is all you need. Love, true love is real. Uh, all other emotions are temporary. They appear when a reason triggers them and disappears when that reason goes away. Relationships suffer because they are built on conditional love in an ever-changing world. 
There is no happiness without love. True love delivers lasting joy. There is no taking in true love. With nothing to take, there is nothing to expect, and none of the suffering that results from the missed expectations from conditional love. The true joy in true love is in giving it. The more love you give, the more you get back. Which, by the way, is something that I've been... Wow, it's it's amazing. Um, it is something that I've been uh, talking about back in the days, in the really, quote-unquote, early days of the podcast, uh, often, really often, you know, the more love you give, the more love you're potentially also going to get. Um, which I think... And I've also came to the conclusion that it is the same thing with karma and being a nice person. Of course, if you are a nice person, guess what? Nice things are going to happen to you. But the question is, why? And if you think about it, it is a very logical thing. You know, the more nice things you do, the better the people are going to feel about you and what you do and who you are as a person. And then, of course, you're going to get more back. You know, of course, you're going to get more. And um, I don't know, just compared to being an asshole. Of course, people are not going to help you if you're a fucking asshole and if nobody likes you. So in the end, you know, it's, it's sensical. Reader's note, for a book that is seemingly very logical and its approach to finding and identifying happiness, it also has a refreshing, it also has a refreshing spiritual side to it. Now that is, now that is on a topic of love and energy in the universe, giving back what you give. There's actually a pretty cool book about giving and and, and receiving, which is uh, by Adam Grant, if I remember that correctly, Um, give and take. It's pretty cool. I also went through it on a podcast. Maybe you're going to be able to find it. Probably are. But yeah, the law of conversation or multiplication of love, conservation or multiplication of love. Love never goes to waste. The more you give it away, the more love you will feel. Even the most annoying, seemingly hateful people you meet, when you see behind the egos, fears and thought-obsessed behaviors, you will find peaceful children who just want to be loved and appreciated. Which is always going to be the case, you know. Once loved, most of them drop the masks and turn real, gently remove the mask of ego and love uh, what you see underneath. Love yourself? How can you love anything or expect anything to love you? to love you if you don't love yourself, which, you know, I've I've heard it quite often and, and, you know, people are just talking about it very, 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 very frequently, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say so, to be honest. I do believe that some people can love you even though you don't love yourself. The question is, how can you love anything? Well, uh, I've kind of uh, misinterpreted it. Um, I would also argue that, okay, you can still love somebody else and something even though you don't love yourself of course there's going to be issues and of course there's going to be problems in this uh, potential relationship or whatever is kind of coming out of that um but but i do believe that you can still do it you know nothing causes more unhappiness in the world today than the widespread deprivation of self-love yeah you know we are pretty hard to ourselves which is a a pity Jot down everything about you that is positive or admirable. Force yourself to write at least one thing per day that you are proud of. Write down every compliment you receive, who said it and when. Go back and revisit whenever you feel you're not good enough. Be kind. Giving to those you love often feels even better and keeping for yourself. The ultimate form of giving is forgiving. I always forgive. 
the, the problem that I'm having with revenge and just being angry and mad at somebody is that, that there is no benefit for me. It's just only pain for me. I just only feel bad about it. And, and in the end, uh, you know, in the end, it's just pissing me off. In the end, it's like, um, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of my time and energy. If I'm angry about something all day long and just griefing and just being angry and, and whatnot, like, what is the benefit of that? You know, what should I do with that? What, what you know, why? Why? And there's no reason, you know, there's no logical and or sensical thing behind that. So, yeah. Chapter 13, LIP. The physical world, the world around us, is observed dependent or observer dependent. Life must have existed before the Big Bang in order to observe it into existence. The physical self is an illusion. Life is not the body that is subject to the limitations of space-time. The real you is the observer, not the physical form that represents you. That is what life really is. Which is a very strange thing to think about, but you know, could be the case. I don't know. Reader's note, holy crap, this chapter goes deep. It is very scientific, philosophical, and spiritual at the same time. Death scares us because we are comfortable with the familiarity of this life. Yeah. You know, who knows what's going to come after we're dead. Maybe it's actually way better than this shit there. I don't know. You know, we're actually fearing a lot of things and we're scared about a lot of things that are, you know, either not that bad or we are just thinking about these things in uh, in, in a way, 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 way wrong way. Um, if this makes sense to say, I don't know if this is grammatically right. I don't believe so. Um, I don't know. Uh, for me and, and me breaking up, like, well, I'm going to find another person. I'm going to find another girl. You know, it's it's probably not going to be the biggest problem, but um, but it feels strange. You know, it, it really does. Thinking about that, you know, having another person. And um, maybe this just shows that I just haven't been able to, to fully cope with the situation and stuff. You know, it could be the case. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know. Our immortality, ironically, is a life coach. Before you die, you might as well live a happy life. Let's learn to find happiness despite death or even because of death. Like every other truth, accepting that will s- what accepting that will set you free, but first it will really piss you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three lessons that teach us how to live a worthy life. Death is inevitable, so accept it. Life is now. Birth and death are like the covers of a book, but what really matters are the stories that fill the pages in between. How would you live if how would you live if you knew today was your last day? Um Well, I'm actually gonna go through it then. More importantly, why are you not living that way today when you know that it may well be your last day? Every day a version of you and everyone else dies and never returns. Don't let any of them pass unappreciated. Yes, very big thing. And the third point, life is a rental. Everything we have will be left behind, so why do we focus so much on our possessions? Nothing is really yours, then nothing can be lost. Find freedom in that. Letting go and allowing things to leave from your life allows for space and new things to come in. Which, um, you know, it is definitely sad in that way um, that it is not only applicable to objects, but it is also applicable to relationships you know people are gonna come people are gonna go and 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 if they go then um yeah let them go 
because new things are going to come because new things are going to be in your life LIP uh, which stands for live in peace life is like a game in which difficulty makes it fun whereas easy would make it boring yes you know i thought it thought about that very often and i thought like well yeah this is totally the case but to some degree i kind of have to say now like i mean it is nice to have a good life but of course if it is only good then you might just be upset about things that are very minor and very insignificant which probably is the case for most people that are living in first world countries but on the other hand um yeah like there has to be ups and downs there has to be contrast there has to be um different things you know because i can't see the dark without the light you know and i always can't see the light without the dark so we kind of need both life is similar to a game in that we enter this level through a portal called birth and then leave it through death uh, where we enter the next level could this life be one level in a larger game maybe most religious and spiritual teachings seem uh, to believe this to be true and that death is just a pole to another life and we never really do die, just our physical form. And yeah, um, this is going to be enough of this video. I do feel like I need to eat something right now. Uh, I feel very... Well, I also haven't been sleeping that much in the past few days because of night shift and stuff. Um quote-unquote night shift so i'm still allowed to sleep but you know when there is something to do then there is something to do and i have to get up no matter fucking what um but i also noticed that health-wise it is also not the best thing that you can do to your body quite um anyway i wish you the best health of happiness and all success and also hope that you're gonna remind yourself and you're gonna be remembered which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person which is a pretty fucking cool thing. Three other questions that I have for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is also a pretty cool thing. Um, one last question that I have for you is, what could you essentially say to another person that is really indeed going to change their life? Because I believe from the bottom of my heart that we all can say something, that we all can communicate something that is indeed gonna change somebody's life you know whether it is for a second whether it is for a minute whether it is actually for their lifetime um we can do so much good but we can do so much bad as well on the other hand but stay healthy please start working out start doing something start progressing uh yeah don't Think about the past too much, maybe. But also, something that I do want to point out, you don't have to be just extremely happy, loving and whatnot and just screaming around all the time. Like, this is this is not also what you should be doing, at least in my point of view. Like, this is also not kind of the end goal. Of course, you should be happy, but this doesn't mean um, just smiling all day long and whatnot. You know, just being fine and being okay is, is fucking amazing, you know? Um, everything but negative emotions, I would say. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to see you the next time. I at least hope, please take care uh, of yourself and also of your family members, your loved ones and people that really just um, mean something to you. But yeah, so I'm going to see you the next time. Bye-bye.